Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. You know, last episode, Mike, you had a whole Jeopardy category about cocktails that are named after islands. Right. uh, Inspired by Bar Island from Maine. Yeah. And I mentioned that I don't really drink cocktails much. Yeah. Except I'll have the occasional pina colada. Right. But only in the summer. Right. And that is because I typically drink beer. Yeah. As do you. Yeah, me too. Why? Um, that's a good question. I feel like it's very easy. It's just like something quick to get. Like you don't have to wait for someone to make you a drink. If you're doing it at home, there's, you know, if it, I, you just open it and it's Your there. Your face is so disgusted right yeah. now. <laughs> it's like the idea of somebody preparing yeah. something for you. Is don't like touch my gin. Really disgusting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're just grossed out by, by just people in Sick general. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you figured me out. Right, 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 right. Well, I don't drink cocktails much because I don't love hard liquor, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it. I like some of it. Right. I do like amaretto because yeah. I'm basic. But yeah, most of the time I will choose a beer first because, yeah, it's easy. And um, yeah, just I like the taste. And you just don't like people touching your lacquer. <laughs> your lacquer, not your You're, liquor. Right. Your lacquer. So. Um, yeah. yeah, me too. I enjoy the taste. I enjoy the variety. Not that mixed drinks don't have that variety too, but I think there's also something about the carbonation factor as well mm-hmm. um, that uh, that gives me that extra like added punch that I need. So we bring all of this up because uh, the title of today's trail mix is called Breweries of the National Parks. That's right. Breweries of the National Parks. Now, the National Park Service does not have, as far as we know, any breweries like that are, you know, on any of the official land by right. any means. But there are many, many breweries near the national parks. It's true that we have frequented. That we frequent because we love going to breweries yeah, and we trying do. new beer. Exactly. So, Mike, tell me a little bit about the kind of beer that you're into. Typically, my beer of choice are my beers of choice are darker beers. So, I'm really into porters and stouts. Um, they just 
there that caramelly coffee chocolatey taste is really the thing that excites me most of the time they are on the top of my beer totem pole if i was to say that's what i would put at the top i'm also a sucker for a ghost and i also like which is a sour beer and then i also like barley wine when i can find it but i mean that's not exclusively those are just the things that like really tickle my fancy when it comes to beer. What tickles your fancy, Dusty? I'm not super into hops mm-hmm, me neither. in the way that like an IPA uses hops yeah. because it's just like so bitter right at the end. Yeah. But I do like an IPA that's sort of like, you know, incorporates some other flavor that yeah. cuts those bitters like a little bit. Flavor. I feel like bitters are really cool if they're like cut by something else. Yeah. This is, I mean, beer snobs. Over yeah, there, I know. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But yeah, no, I I typically would used to be somebody who's like, oh, I'll only drink light beer because yeah. beer is gross. But that is not true. I love beer now. Yeah. Um, I, my favorite beer used to be Hogarden, mm. which is, I haven't is had a good. In a long I haven't time. had in a long time. It it's feels like a blonde so ale. blonde yeah. and so yeah. light. But no, I have definitely explored the world of darker beers a lot more as of late. You know, it was, I went to Scotland and I was like, I'm going to just drink Guinness the whole time I was here. I'm there. And I I did and it was amazing uh-huh. ever since then i just am like you know there were nights where i'm like my dinner tonight is a pint of guinness so would you say things that are hoppier like ipas are at the bottom of your totem pole those are at the bottom yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. pale ales for me I, like i'm like pale ales why even bother why, even? why, <laughs> why are even? you even here are you even coming <laughs> right so right i love ambers yeah i love reds yeah i love you know all that all the things that aren't just too like bitter at the end yeah it's just a little much some people love that and yeah I, that's just not me yeah there are so many breweries near national parks and we love exploring new breweries and i personally just love sort of like what um kind of beer is being made in the various you know in various different places so uh this sort of like hobby that we both share of like trying new beer in new places intersects nicely with our national parkings. Yeah. And it's not something that we definitely like are like, I wouldn't say that we seek it out, but like at the end of the day, if we're like, we need a beer after a hike, sometimes it's really nice or it's like, Hey, let's see if we can find like a brewery with food for dinner. Like it really does companion very well with what we're doing. Um, And I think it, you know, it's not like we're beer tourists by any means. It's just like we kind of hit the breweries by happenstance sometimes, I right. would say. Yeah. So the first brewery that we went to was in Zion. It was right outside the park, Zion Canyon Brewing Company. And this was on our first national park trip when we were in Zion. It was in Springdale, which is the town literally outside the gates of Zion. It was really where we frequented to get dinner. We did. We got there. Yeah, both nights. The beer was good. The food was pretty good. Yeah, I think it was also just like... It's basic. It was there. It was like, you know, it... You know, you go to some breweries sometimes and I feel like they're, they do have like a very specific aesthetic. This just felt like a restaurant. Like it didn't like super chill. It was just like a very chill sort of like restaurant that wasn't trying to be anything like industrial or anything like that. I did feel like it was just very unassuming as a brewery. Exactly. Yeah. But it was like a great little spot for us. Perfect little spot. Mm -hmm. The next brewery we went to was Moab Brewery, which is also in Utah, and it's near 
Arches and Canyonlands mm-hmm. National Park. It was recommended by somebody that you knew. Yeah, someone I work with at the time, don't work with any longer. They had family friends that moved to Moab and started the brewery. This was also kind of more of like, they leaned more into the restaurant end of things. They did too. This is where we got dinner with our hiking mamas yeah. that we met at Arches. Yeah. And we also had dinner there twice. We did. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, I I remember I was like, let's just go back to that brewery because we can try more beer. And right. then also the food was so cheap. Yeah. I remember that specifically. Right. We paid more in beer than we did in food or yeah. something like that. And Moab is a pretty hip and very busy town. So you know, we had gone late the first night and then kind of in like the earlier evening the next night and it was crowded both times. So it, it was is a place obviously that's very was, well frequented. We got there a little earlier the second night. So we were able to get a table pretty easily. Right, right, right. We have visited Asheville a number of times mm-hmm. and in Asheville, we've there gone are a ton to of breweries a, there. Oh, there's so many. Not, we haven't frequented as many as I think you or I would like to. No, but, but we did try a few. Yeah. Um, so we went to Wedge Brewery in Asheville. Our friend Nadine Charlson, who we stay with when we're in Asheville, has a studio at the 310 Arts Building, which is in the River Arts District. She is a watercolor painter. Right. The first time we were in Asheville, I don't think we hit a brewery. I think we did a lot of other things, but brewery wasn't on the agenda. The next time when we were there in the summer, and at that point, the River Arts District was starting to expand and get a little bigger. The buildings behind her were vacant at the time. Um, When we had come back that summer, like a year and a half later, the everything exploded. The Wedge Brewery was there. Twelve Bones, which is uh, like a very famous barbecue joint in Where Nashville. Barack Obama went to but, get barbecue. Yeah, but not that location. They had since moved. Right. Um, there was a skate shop. There were a bunch of different... I think there was a clothing shop back there too. So it's a really cool little area in the back of the 310 Arts building. And there's separate buildings back there. But Wedge was really really neat. I felt like we were kind of in almost like it was like a barn aesthetic in there. There was a pretty big loft up top, a lot of just like brickwork. We were there. It was kind of middle of August. And I just remember being there middle of the day. And it was clear that this place drew a crowd because it had such a big space. But there were only a few people kind of milling about um, because it was like a weekday. And I think people were working, but we each got a flight. Um, and I think we were trying a lot of like lighter, more kind of summery citrusy beers at that time. They had a, a, a good ghost, if I remember correctly, that I had had. Um, and some other like, I think there were a lot of IPAs on top at the time that we ended up, you know, working our way through. In downtown, there was a beer garden that was kind of across the street from the old Woolworths where there are many artists who have spaces set up in this Woolworths that you can you can see their work and it'll also tell you where they are located in the River Arts District. This beer garden was not a brewery, but it was it was a fun beer garden with good mm-hmm. food. Now let's move to Colorado. Really? Can we? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, Just great. vast open landscape. That's right. Um, when we were in Colorado, we hit a lot of breweries. We were staying in a, a lot of Airbnbs in very small towns that had kind of dotted around the national parks. Each of those towns, for the most part that we stayed in, had a brewery that we were able to go to. We did stay at a brew pub in Grand Lake, which is right near Rocky Mountain National Park. Now, this wasn't necessarily a brewery per se, but they were like the bar in this very tiny town of Grand Lake. They all 
also besides having like a lot of decent beers on tap, they had some pretty tasty, easy appetizery foods. And it was also a wonderful Airbnb to stay in. So like it was like a triple threat there. Beer, food, B&B. They also had snowshoes that we could have borrowed and like hiking poles that we could have borrowed had we needed them. Right. And yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed that. And they had breakfast food out all day. Yeah. I mean, there were times like we'd we'd get off the trails and go back inside and I was like, I need cereal right now. Yeah. So that was really cool. That was cool. Another place that we went to in Colorado was Horsefly Brewery in Montrose, Colorado. And this was near Black Canyon of the Gunnison. We had literally hiked the entire canyon. The Tamichi Trail. The Tamichi Point episodes upcoming. And then we had gone to a Colorado hot springs and like just relaxed. Orvis hot springs. Orvis hot springs. Yeah. And then from there we went to the Horsefly Brewery. That was really good because didn't they have like bacon like inside of their burgers or something like that? Yeah, they did a burger that was like half bacon, half chopped meat. It was something crazy like that. Something like that. Yeah, their food was really good. And they had t-shirts for every one of the different beers. They did. And they had like a beer wheel, I think. If you couldn't choose what you wanted, they'd spin the wheel and kind of like give you a beer based off of that. All of the beers in this place were so good. There was, remember that like spicy pepper beer? Oh my God, I loved that. It was a red. Yes, I liked that And that was really, really tasty. Um, It was also, we were really glad to get there because I think we were in Montrose on Easter, right? So on Easter Sunday, it was really hard to find a place after we had been in Black Canyon for the day. And we ended up eating pizza that night, which was also Colorado pizza. Colorado pizza. Pretty it damn was just good. Fine. Um, and so Horsefly was open the next night on Monday, which was we were excited about because we had wanted to try that brewery. And it was very, very well worth it. The spicy red beer that we tried was... The Tibano Red. Okay. They also have things like the Blue Eyed Blonde, the Jazzy Rassy, the Six oh, Shooter I like the Pale Jazzy Ale. I had the Jazzy Rassy and yeah. I loved it. The Peacemaker Double Ale, the Highland Scottish, and the Pasofino Porter. Yeah, I think, I think we, we had, had that. the Scottish, I'm pretty sure. We did. Yeah. And that was like sort of their answer to Guinness. And yeah. it was good. It was good. Yeah. I again, we got the a flight beer. there. We did, and which then we I think tend I, to do a lot. We'll try a flight, and then you, I got another beer. I'm pretty sure. I think I did too. Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I ended up getting one of the full reds. Yeah, yeah. So yes, Horsefly Brewing Company in Montrose. Yeah, you are just giving us all of the life. That's at right, all of the times. So another place we went to in Colorado was Alamosa, Colorado, and that's right near Great Sand Dunes. Right. Yeah. More upcoming episodes. Yeah. So stay tuned. But (laughs) there were two breweries next door to each other. Yeah. There was the St. Louis Valley Brewing Company and there was Square Peg. Yeah. Um, St. Louis Valley Brewing Company. We both had a porter or a stout. I just remember it being like this delicious, like caramelly, like lovely dream. Um, We ate dinner there. This was a very packed restaurant. Again, like restaurant themed, like, you know, restaurant themed. What would restaurant themed be? Um, Again, it was just a, it was really a restaurant that had the brew 
brewing capacity attached to it. It didn't have, I didn't feel like a specific aesthetic in there. Did you? No, no. no. It was just like a, it was busy. And it was nice. I mean, the restaurant was was really nice. It was a restaurant. Yeah. Um, But then we walked next door, basically like a door or two down, and we went to Square Peg after that. And Square Peg was we had gone to another hot spring and we saw like basically oh, everyone yeah. from the hot spring at they were Square in Peg, which was really funny. Um, let's talk about Square Peg yeah. for a second because this had my, like the best beer I have ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the peanut butter stout. Now they pride themselves on being a farm to tap brewery. Um, They say that um, they have genuine craft beer ingredients straight from our local farm processed in town at our brewery through our three-barrel system. And they are out to provide um, you with one one of the best craft beer experiences around. So they are called technically Square Peg Brewerks. Mm. Uh, And so, yeah, there was something like a little like odd about each one of their beers and they did that kind of on purpose. Yeah. Like they have um, one called a Waverly Tulip and it's a historic Dutch Kewit beer. They have one called the Princess Peach Cezanne and it is a Cezanne with slight pepper and a subtle peach undertone. Mm. So like they really experiment with a lot with flavor and I loved that. But this peanut butter stout oh my god like oh my god y'all oh my god (laughs) y'all well i had a i had a flight and it was in the flight yeah and i just was like you fell in love well the bartender who was wonderful she was was like that's gonna be your favorite it was a meal folks it was a meal it was like we had already eaten a big meal to be honest about sort of what was happening in this moment we had just gone to we had just eaten dinner next door because they are next door to each other. Yeah. So we're over at St. Louis and we had had, I think two beers each there. Something like that. We had had two beers each and we walked from our Airbnb because yeah. it was only five minutes down the road. Yeah. Literally. It was like just a couple of blocks. We um, asked, you know, around, we were like, Oh, I wonder what else is here. And they were like, Oh, well there's another brewery literally two doors down. So we went in and we tried that and they had like games and like, they yeah. had like shuffleboard and pool and all this kind of stuff. Um, so we go up to uh, the bar and we both order flights and, by the time we were done with those flights, we were intoxicated. Yeah. So, um, and at that point I was like, I want another peanut butter stout. And so we, I had another peanut butter stout. Yeah. I think you, no, I, I slowly think you, nursed my flight. You no, I think you might've had another. No, no, I slowly nursed my flight. Cause I was so done. You were, well, yeah. that was a long day. Yeah. That was a very long day. I think, yeah, I had another peanut butter stout and then we just sort of FaceTimed people who yeah. didn't answer. Yeah. But yeah, we tried, <laughs> we tried. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend the peanut butter stout. Yeah. There at square peg Brewerks. Our last Colorado brewery. I almost like, I like debated whether we mentioned it at all, but it was kind of neat to go to. It was. So we ended up in Denver. We were flying out of Denver the next day and we had a later in the afternoon flight, but we, 
We left because it was a considerable ride. It was like four and a half hours back from Alamosa to Denver. We ended up getting in some weird, wacky traffic and ended up with only a little bit of time to kill in Denver before it really made sense to go to the airport. So we tried to go to like, we're like, well, what can we do in Denver with like maybe two hours? So we looked up the arts district of Denver. Which... Which, brought us to the arts district, but yeah. it wasn't really sort of like it wasn't happening. It was like it wasn't in the way that yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of indoor things that were like really you know happening and yeah. things were good, but right there was it was the middle of the day too. Yes, but right and there was in the center of all of it was the Blue Moon Brewing Brewery, brewery that brews Blue Moon, which is like one of the most famous beers in America at this point. Yeah. And it was great. I think we both just, I don't think we got a flight. I think we just like picked a beer and I had something that was like very citrusy, right. like kind of like more, it almost felt like a cocktail in the way that it was like presented. And it was great. And the brewery, like the space is beautiful. Like it is uh, very clearly this, is a brewery that has it's a lot of money an epic and like space. yeah it yes. is an epic space so giant like tanks yes. in the background i feel like blue moon is the beer that you choose when like you're learning about beer and you want to make a choice that feels informed or that you want to make a choice that makes other people think you're generally informed yeah even though it's like you don't have to order that you know but whatever the um yeah, I forget which version of Blue Moon I had, but it was it was great. And there's a ton. There are so many things on draft at the Blue Moon Brewery. Right. Right. And since we are currently in the podcast traveling to Acadia National Park, let's mention the breweries near Acadia that we visited, including Atlantic Brewing Company, which is located in Bar Harbor. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, right there in Bar Harbor, had some lovely beers. Food was a little pricey. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. I think we might have gone there two nights in a row. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think we did. I think we were like, well, now we know what it is and it's familiar. Let's yeah. just go again. <laughs> right. So, but there was another brewery um, in Bangor that we went to. No, it was in Arono. Um, it's the, it was but, on our way back to Bangor. Yes, but it's close to yeah, Bangor. Yeah. Right. Arono feels like Bangor. Yeah. This was a tiny little brewery. Right. But small tap room. Small tap room, but it was lovely. And we both got like a small growler that we have the bottles for that we took with us. Didn't our Airbnb host like mention that we should go there? They did. And I, you know, they had put out some local beer too. And I don't remember what it was. It wasn't from Arono though. But, you know, they were great. And they were like really trying to get you involved in the area, which was awesome. They had a lot of good suggestions. So Arono was definitely one of them. Yeah. We were both glad that we stopped there that was a great choice i yes i would agree yeah and And finally i think it's time that we mention probably my favorite brewery that we've ever done well it's definitely the place that i feel like we got the best food at a brewery for sure oh my god like 110 percent. and that is Kauai brewery Brewery. yeah Uh, it was real good i mean the beer was great too not to like dismiss the my beer was great i got that barley wine at the end you did and i got a flight of delicious things but those brussels sprouts those brussels sprouts oh my god if you are if you are in Kauai, yeah 
if you are traveling to Kauai and you need a place to like yeah. grab some food. It was in Lihau, right? It was. And it was so good. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's probably only like 20 minutes from the airport. Yeah. Though, I mean, one could argue that everything in Kauai is like 20 minutes from the airport. True. It's not, it's totally, not true, totally true. But, but yeah. Um, Kauai is not the biggest. It's a small island, yeah. but it is actually, it does have a lot of roadway yeah. a lot of things so yeah it is actually 20 minutes but from the airport definitely worth the trip and like absolutely so you know totally amazing. and you can you know it's that you know you can see all their barrels out there and yeah it's great so we highly recommend that and absolutely get the brussels sprouts so since we're talking about beer if i was a master brewer and i wanted to brew a beer for th- three national parks, I'd like you to tell me what type of beer you think the national park would be. So I'm going to give you a national park. I'll give you three. And I would like you to tell me what type of beer you think it would be. Also, why aren't we starting a brewing company based off of national parks? Or does that exist already? Did I just give our million dollar idea away? I don't know. Oh, well, we might, you know, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. An idea is just an idea without action. That's right. All right. So since we're in Acadia right now, what type of beer do you think Acadia would be? I feel like Acadia would be um, grungy and crunchy kind of amber kind of thing. Like I feel like it would have like, um, like an amber with like notes of like maybe clove or, you know, some sort of like, um, rosemary or some sort of like very Mm. kind of herbal situation but it would be like a middle of the road an herbal amber an herbal amber that's right that's right great um great smoky mountains oh well that would be like a dark kind of like like i i once upon a time had this like smoked margarita Mm -hmm. and it was like literally the lime and the like tequila was smoked and it was so good but the, I feel like, yeah, it would need to be like a super flavorful, smoky flavor. Like I want that beer to taste like bacon. Okay, great. Like that kind of and thing. And last but certainly never least, Congaree. Congaree. See, I feel like Congaree is like a can of beer that you would get at a drive-thru. <laughs> um, is it kind of like a Pabst? I would probably, it would be some sort of spider ale that has, spider ale. it would be a spider ale. Made with spider legs. And it, yes, it would be made with, no. I guess it would be uh, a sort of, yeah, like a bit, a very bitter IPA. Okay. And so that's, that's Congaree. Beers of the National Parks. Beers of the National Parks. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks and email us at Gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. All original music was written and is performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Klinger. All original artwork featured on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard.